0: So Moan spent uh his Tuesday in Kentucky. I spent my Tuesday in Ohio, and neither of us was able to connect yesterday, <laughs> but we are here today. what's
1: going on, Moan? Uh, not a whole lot, man. We got a little overcast over here. Feeling like Pittsburgh weather today here in Middle Tennessee, DK. Uh and, I'm and good. yet it's absolutely gorgeous
0: here in Pittsburgh. Crazy. Absolutely. How you can see it over my shoulder. Sun splashing off the skyscrapers. very seasonally warm out there as well no doubt
1: you know what's even better than being seasonally warm
0: for you uh anything that we get from hakeem that was cool oh oh look at that yeah Yeah, we
1: can do that too ready Mm -hmm. all right let's do it
0: I'll be right back in Ohio, of course, this weekend since it's Steelers versus Browns up in Cleveland and and moan all kinds of different vibes from both sides about their respective quarterbacks. And that's what we're going to talk about to open today's show. First off, uh, Cleveland getting the news that Deshaun Watson is done for the year. He's having shoulder surgery. I guess he wasn't faking it. Let's start there.
1: Yeah, was not faking it, DK. Um, Very fascinating the year and career he's had since he signed that big guarantee deal to kind of set the uh, – honestly, a lot of players are happy he got that. I'm talking about rising tide uh, raises all boats, and everybody's kind of benefiting from what Deshaun Watson got going on, man. But if that ain't one of the most um Cleveland transactions, uh historical mess-ups, that they've ever had, that I don't know what a Cleveland Brown is. There's my brother-in-law, Josh. He's screaming on a roller coaster right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he wasn't faking it. He actually has some stuff going on. Um, and Cleveland still has the best defense since the 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers. Still got our hands full when you look at what this game's going to be. Well, it, it's going to
0: be a slop fest. And I really believe that. I think you're going to see a ton of defense. I think you're going to see a, a lot of offense that doesn't look like it It knows what it's doing. And then you're also going to see one team that believes it can run the ball. And believe it or not, it's the, not the other one, which is only one that started the season that way when they had Nick Chubb. Uh, no, no. Uh,
1: and they're going to have to, too. They have a um... – A change up right now at quarterback, whether it's Dorian Thompson, how do you say his name? Dorian, I got it right here, DK. Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker, one or the other. And that is one of the most known unknowns on how do you defend either one? What is the game plan going to look like for them at home? How does this squad, DK, run the ball in Cleveland or just in general, how they handle that defense? That defense is legit. Okay. And, um, Cleveland will always run the ball because they got an actually good line too. DK. All
0: right. I mean, can I be that guy about the Cleveland defense? Cause I know I they're, get, hear. they're getting it from all over and they're all so great and everything else here. Who's the only quarterback still, I believe to have thrown for 200 yards against them. Uh, is that Kenny Pickett? It, it, it was, I don't know if that still applies, but it did. And, uh, you know, we we talk about them and we glow about them, and especially especially Miles Garrett, but he just never gets it done against Pittsburgh. He doesn't. That's not me being whatever this, that, Homer, you know, hating the Browns or whatever weirdness.
1: He he just doesn't get it done. He doesn't get home. He doesn't. I give you that, and I'm not going to wood, but it's hell truth so far, DK. Uh, Dan Moore does well against Miles Garrett. He has in years past, whether it be through help or him one-on-one. Truthfully, a good bit of the time and honestly seems like Dan Moore does it one-on-one, which is one of honestly his biggest selling points, man, when it comes down to him being at left tackle. Um, I like him, but against us, that's how it's been when it comes down to Miles Garrett. I appreciate what he is and what he brings to the game, but unless he's gonna perform like TJ Watt, TJ to me is still the best outside rusher in the AFC North.
0: Oh, I don't think it's particularly close. I'm looking at last week's box score uh, between uh, Baltimore and Cleveland, and Lamar Jackson did, in fact, throw for 223 yards on 13 of 23 passing, one TD, uh, two picks, and they were able to get back there uh, against him as well. Three sacks for 23 yards and losses, and, you know – I, I just I don't get blown away by them, and maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> I'm the one who's wrong. I'm, I'm open minded to being wrong about this, but I
1: saw them this year. Okay, we we saw them. I'm here to tell you they are impressive, and it's not only just that, DK. Them being impressive, they got the guys to actually do it, and you know Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator, he gonna try to light you up. Here's my thing when it comes down to their defense, right? Mm-hmm. Their defense to me, D.K., is one that if there's just an ounce of weakness, a little blood in the water, a little exposure, that's when they really do attack. That's when they really do just they swarm you like some Asian hornets, okay? Those real big ones, all right? Or just a hornet's nest in general. That's what they specialize in. But it's not like they're impossible to beat. That's not been the case. Teams have run on them also, D.K. They're in a situation where – quarterback play has to be huge for them they also have to be able to manage the expectation of keeping everybody healthy and manage the expectation of having a thorough offense they have had moments where they've lagged again Seahawks beat them Ravens also beat them and the Steelers did too those teams are above 500 those teams have competent defenses themselves and when Cleveland is met with that style of defense, they might actually get a little pushback because I feel like Pittsburgh is, is fit, DK, to uh, handle that type of pressure, and Cleveland's trying to figure out how to handle it. Well, the other
0: component is, as I'm continuing to scour these box scores here, in that game, the Steelers won 26-22. to 22. Now, that was a T.J. Watt scoop and score, so not all of the points were by the offense, okay? However... Listen to the Pittsburgh running totals. You ready? I'm ready. Najee Harris, 10 carries for 43 yards. And most of that came on a single carry. It was 21 yards. Jalen Warren, 6 carries for 20 yards. So the Steelers ran 21 times overall for 55 yards, a sickly average of 2.6 yards per carry. Now, this... Steelers team has not progressed in every way, but it sure as hell has progressed in that way. And I have a really hard time imagining them going out after what they've done the last two weeks, the changes they've made on the offensive line, the improvements that they've made, and thinking they're going to lay a 2.6 egg
1: against Cleveland again. Not this time around. No. So, so here's the thing. So I want to make sure I clear this up. No, I was not saying they're that team. I'm saying some of the stuff that they're doing as a defense has been compared to some of the stuff that that 08 Steelers defense did. Not everything. That defense was scoring and winning games by itself. The last time that we played Cleveland, that defense in Accra Stadium in 2023 did more 08 things than anything Cleveland's done all year. Let me clear. I am not saying Cleveland's anything like the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? Not even close, DK. Uh, But you got to give it to what they're capable of doing. They got the personnel, the players, and they got the defensive coordinator finally to be able to get them something. Um, I'm with you, though, on the running game. That was sad the last time we faced them. It was. And and it's
0: not going to be that. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to run for something between 166 and 205 yards the way they have the last two weeks. But don't tell me they're going to be held to like a 40 or something.
1: You no, know.
0: No. Uh, and that, that's where I'm saying between that and the fact that the Steelers should have much better field position this they week, should. given Cleveland's own offensive so, troubles. I mean, so- I'm
1: sorry, third-string quarterback – I'm with you, and I'm here to even give that even more uh, evidence, too, DK. I know you know all this stuff because, hey, this is your Big J journalist out here, but it's fascinating that P.J. Walker's their guy. P.J. Walker's throwing 49% completion rates, okay? One touchdowns and five interceptions on a season. Kenny, to me, I feel like should win that duel. If given time, if they can establish a run, that's always going to be the case. Kenny should win that duel. One thing Kenny has done has taken care of the ball. The biggest issue, I think, for this team – is first and second downs DK to their credit? Cleveland is only giving up as a defense 26% on third down. You got to capitalize on them, you have to.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Stephen comes into the Dorian Thompson Robinson. Huh. Uh, he just says the name that actually is, according to some reports, uh, out of Cleveland, that is going to be the quarterback this week. It's not, it's DTR? not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be whoever the other guy – I don't even know who this guy is. Do you?
1: P.J. Walker-Dorgan, he was a guy they was excited about in the preseason. Yeah, he has some flair and flash about him, and he's one of those types of quarterbacks that you don't know much about and just so happen to make a play for you too. But his stat line isn't that great either, DK. 54% completion. Again, he's going to be runners, and you can't let a guy like him extend plays on you. That's either one of those quarterbacks, okay? Cannot allow them to extend plays. That's where teams bite our team, the Steelers, in the you-know-what. You cannot allow them to extend plays. That takes the life out of defenses when you do that type of stuff. Daniel
0: Pike comes in with 20 gift memberships, which is just – Wow. Yeah, way to go, man. Yeah. That, that's really pretty cool here. Um, I think we have a couple others here I'm going to throw in as Yeah, well. we do. Grizzly comes in with a five. That's – that's terrific. Uh Papa Roy comes in with 10. We've got a super sticker here from Chaotic. Chaotic's a regular contributor now.
1: He is, man. Shout out to the noobs, man. We're mm-hmm. saying fraternity too, man. I see you. I see you I, in here. I like
0: when you see the the and someone new will come in. And they kind of knock on a door a little bit and they just kind of <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they show themselves in, <laughs> look around a little bit, see if there's any place left they can still sit. Yes, absolutely, DK. You know, Captain Spartan comes in with a contribution as well, and then he comes in in all orange, and I have a feeling that means something. He says, okay. hey, Moan, how you feeling about your Vols this week against Georgia? Also, can you please keep a close eye on Georgia center Cedric Van Pran? He is a draft prospect I really like and would love to know your thoughts on him. Moan, it's going to be amazing to watch people pile up draft <laughs> center prospects over the year because they're not buying – they're not buying your assessment uh, uh, not Mason buying Bull Mason Cole man. Being, being a dog.
1: They you know? don't like it, and that's all right, too. Shout out to you, Rochelle. You just came through. Uh, but Cedric Van Pran is a kid that you have to keep your eye on. Georgia's entire offensive line, y'all, is good. They got a guy that's just now starting in year two. Amarius Mims is his name as a tackle. Stud dog DK, we got to get your doggone lettering <laughs> together. DOG is not the term I we're tried. looking for.
0: That's not what I typed. Oh my god, it just DK. comes out that
1: way. Uh, but 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 Captain Spartan, how I'm feeling about the Vols this weekend? Yeah, hey, y'all keep putting those dogs up there. That's what Georgia's gonna do to us, man. We got to get our offense together. We're kind of like the uh Steelers in a sense. Get hot, get cold. Got to figure out what's the rhyme or reason. And I also see you in the chat, too, Robert. Mizzou did win this weekend. They smacked my balls around, man. But uh, there's always next year. let all this uh, SEC talk right here, DK. You like this SEC talk, too. I can was, tell.
0: Yeah, I'll start dropping some Penguins and Blue Jackets <laughs> talk on you. I was in Columbus last night covering <laughs> hockey. And part of, part of my brain is still there. You know how mm-hmm. that goes? You move yeah. from one room to the next. Steely McBeaman says Steelers have found their identity and it's running the ball, not passing down the middle. That'll come as long as we continue to run. Uh, Do you see that, Moan, though? Do you see the running setting up the pass? Because all
1: I saw this past weekend was the run setting up more run. Well, the run setting up more run is because you had Broderick Jones say we're going to run for 200 yards. I will Mm -hmm. say this. That, to me, is smart, smarter uh, coordinating. Okay, why go to something else when the run game is working? I will agree with them. The run will set up play action. The run will make guys come closer into the box of where you can actually distribute the ball down the field. I love the idea that the bigs win the line of scrimmage. If you win the line of scrimmage the way they did this past weekend, you got a real shot to do whatever the heck you want to. In times where we ran the ball well, pass protection was a break. Like, I know it's all right. No play is a break. But when you know that they're gas and you've just dominated them as much as you possibly can and they got to also try to get to the quarterback, you're really passing at will. You're really doing what you want to in those moments. That's what running the ball sets up when it comes down to the pass. It lets that other side know we're going to throw it just a little bit just because we have to, and now you got to try to stop that and you control the pace because even if you miss on second and and five, third and five, we still eat right there because we're much rather, when we're winning a line of scrimmage, get that first down in those moments or be able to go forward on fourth
0: I, we need to see some passing. Uh, Mike Tomlin needs to see some passing. You told Tomlin. Me about
1: that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you would consider this to be a calling out or whatever. But R- Ramon, I'll ask you this as someone who played for the man for 11 years. If at any point in his Tuesday press conference, he told us reporters. I'm going to need more from Ramon.
1: See how it sounds now? (laughs) Don't put me in that DK.
0: (laughs) No, but did you see what I'm saying though? Because, like, I have people, there's people downplaying it like, well, that's not what he meant. He didn't mean to call out Kenny, he didn't mean to challenge Kenny. So, now when I say it like that, how does it
1: sound? That sounds like the
0: exact same words, just change the name.
1: If we weren't such a family oriented show, DK, to where we just go off the rails and say crazy, silly stuff like other podcasts would do, I give you what bluntly coach tomlin means in that moment hey kenny get your stuff together and not in them words we're presented with an opportunity people are dropping like flies when it comes down to the afc north they just lost their guy you already got one game up on them you already no not yeah yeah you already got one game up on them you're in a situation where you could really bury this team kenny and we may actually have to depend on you that's what that means dk kenny if you're gonna do it then do it now you got a whole calendar year underneath your belt now He's at that point, DK, where he's got 17 starts. If I'm not mistaken now, he's mm-hmm. got a year. If nice. I heard that, I would go home. Honestly, y'all, Ooh. I would, I would, uh, and I've been in you a situation like hearing it from me just now. I know, knowing, God, dog. Uh, I would, I would legitimately go home before I go home. I would ask him, Coach, what you need from me? Like, this is where him and Kenny properly did or should have had a one-on-one conversation about expectations now. Because you saying that, what does that actually mean, Coach? Because I'm running the offense. I'm doing what you asked me to do. What does I need more from Kenny Pickett mean, Coach? And at that point, if he's not in his film, if he's not understanding how to break down defenses, when to use his legs, Kenny, they got a silver bullet called not picking up your fifth year option. That's exactly what that means, DK. He he needs to get better, okay? It, and that doesn't mean
0: that others that, involved okay, in the offense, pills,
1: DK, my bad, golly, that's some sick to, stuff.
0: They need to get better, uh, in a lot of different areas, but ultimately, it has to result in the quarterback being better. It just does. He's part of it, he's part of the problem. Everyone's always trying to identify the problem, there's never a the, okay. There's always a bunch of different things that go into it. The quarterback's coach needs to be better. The offensive coordinator needs to be better. The pass blocking needs to be better. The wide receivers need to be better. But the quarterback also needs to be better. Not unfair, not outrageous to call that out. It really isn't.
1: Can we We, uh, talk about
0: interceptions? I mean,
1: he he doesn't turn the ball over because he doesn't throw it. Yeah, he doesn't throw it. And and while we're here, before we even go to the hey, Mon, because we're talking about what Coach Tomlin's demanding out of Kenny, leveraged. You go, hey, Mon, who's holding Kenny back? Tomlin or Kenny? DK, if, if Leverage didn't hear you a second ago, what did Coach Tomlin demand out of Kenny in this press conference for you guys? More. More. It almost sounds like this is a Kenny problem. If Kenny were, this is the part that I – If Kenny were to
0: connect on some of these plays that are available, some of those that we look at on on video and we say, oh, yeah, look at that one right there, okay? That doesn't mean that the percentage is high enough and that everything's perfect, but if he were to connect on a couple of those, guess who starts to take control, including of the head coach? Because then he becomes the one who's holding all the keys, Moan, the way you've always described Ben Roethlisberger, okay? Ben, ben showed up at the facility every day with one of those janitor rings. I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm being symbolic, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because he had all the keys.
1: Yeah, he did. Because
0: he had this.
1: We Kenny, Kenny needs to come and take it. He, he does, and Swan, you're 100% right. I had a Tomlin flashback right there. Hearing those words publicly goes – uh, it goes a little bit deeper than you just saying, oh, I'm going I'm to make sure I'm better this week. If he don't come out and play like his hair is on fire, like he got gasoline draws on, then we'll n- – it'll be hard to see that come out of Kenny. He's basically told him, let go and go make plays, dude. Like, what are you thinking about? Imagine you <laughs> – hit you finally get the opportunity to drive without your parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where he is right now. That's good. That's good. We're we're good. I trust you. That's what he's basically telling Kenny. So when you asked that question ago, a second ago, uh, leverage, who's holding Kenny back, Tomlin or Kenny? Coach T don't drop nuggets like that in public, DK, unless he wants you guys and his family and his friends and his phone to see an alert that says, Tomlin's telling Kenny, what are you holding back for? That was a PSA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Tomlin will actually admit to you in a softer moment that, and I'm talking about reporters now, that he's saying stuff at these press conferences that have nothing to do with us. They're not aimed <laughs> at us. He's, he's going right for the player, but he's doing it in that venue. And he's calculated enough and smart enough to be able to sit there and say, huh, you know what? Yeah. I never did this before, but I'm going to try this now. This fourth quarter thing's getting old. Now it's the first quarter thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, DK. That that really threw me for a loop, man. You saying uh, that quote from Coach T. Good, man. Yeah. Again, it, you reach a certain point in that first calendar year where you're not a rookie no more. Mm-hmm. You know? And Kenny wants this. So show me that you want this type of stuff, man, because when you feel the pressure of watching C.J. Stroud take off the way he did and then in the second year you, you had Trevor Lawrence really take off after they got rid of Urban Meyer, like you find yourself saying if you don't, then you'll be like the guy up in the Northeast. You'll be like Mac Jones. You'll be like Daniel Jones. He basically got a big one-year deal to get cut and probably going to get his coaches fired too. That is the one position if you miss on from a GM to a friggin' head coach. Eventually, they're going to start making changes when that type of stuff happens. And I'll be honest, I, you can't allow that.
0: When we come back, Ooh. we're going to be diving deep into the only segment that matters. And that's Hey, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Fishing for Trout's got no use for the two-thirds of the people who are in right now who have not hit the like button. Uh, it makes a difference. It does. We're not looking at it for vanity purposes or, ooh, look, we have a zillion likes. Everybody likes us. It's that it helps the algorithm of the show, and it allows YouTube, uh, YouTube automatically to basically set the send the program out to more people who haven't seen it in their recommended lists. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. DK, just hit that like button, because I think you guys like us. It's over 760 in here anyway, man. Hit that like button, good people. It, that's free. Mm-hmm. Nick Clemente says that my
0: view outside here is, is, is sweet. It this is, is sweet. downtown Pittsburgh. Um, everyone always asks, What's your favorite view of downtown? Is it through the Fort Pitt Tunnel? Is it coming in from the north? Is it Mount Washington? Favorite view of downtown? I say this all the time from within. <laughs> Come on in and look up. It's yeah. unbelievable. We have some of the most beautiful architecture. In America, Jim Fairfield gets us started here and says, hey, Moan, why is the coordinator not using his weapons on offense? Kenny or the guy running the offense?
1: Probably a little bit of both. Uh, After hearing Coach Tomlin comments and telling Kenny we need more, uh, sounds like it's a little bit of Kenny. Sounds like he has a little bit of uh, he's done nothing crazy to have a little PTSD. He hasn't had that shell shock moment to where he's been picked off five times in a game or something like that. I know he had the concussion and was out and stuff like that, but he's had nothing traumatic, dramatic to happen in his career. I told you guys before, like at some point, Kenny got to just start letting it ride himself, and it's been pushed out there by Coach Tomlin again. that's it, It's sounding like a Kenny problem. I'll say this. Well, the people that got mad at George Pickens about his tantrum, i much rather see you want the ball and demand it in those situations and be very adamant about being a part of the offense than being conservative.
0: Kenny seems to be conservative. I wish we still had Josh Dobbs instead of Trubisky. Guess who else wishes they still had Josh Dobbs? (laughs) The the Cleveland Browns. You know, the number of people who are in here right now, 793. Add the two of us and you have 795. There are exactly 795 people here who didn't say a peep whenever the Steelers lost Dobbs.
1: I kind of did as a three, as, as a fan of him, as you love him. That's different. I do. I do. Okay. That's,
0: different. that's different than saying, what an outrage that they lost Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Steven mm-hmm. says, Hey Moan, what would benefit the Steelers more? A Bengals win or a Ravens win tomorrow night? That's a tough question. You know, because the Bengals, you know, what's funny about them? I think they go up? on five. <laughs> in the division if they lose that game and they're pretty much buried.
1: Yeah, uh the Bengals for sure. Um who who would benefit them more? Ravens win tomorrow. Uh we already got one up on Baltimore. I think the reason Baltimore is ahead of us in the AFC is because of uh, they hadn't had a bye. If I'm not mistaken, they got one more game on their schedule than us too. Mm-hmm. We've beat them. Uh they got more wins than us, but yeah. Uh Ravens win very sensey, man. Bury everybody that's got a little dirt on them. That, that includes the Browns this weekend, too. Marvis Adams has the question of the day. What it day it? Is- it is hump day. I saw it earlier, DK. I dropped the ball. We just hit the ground running with this quarterback situation. We sure did here. Uh,
0: Sprecitura Magaducci comes in with, do the Brownies have an over-the-middle threat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they still plays for them.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, the man had a friggin', uh stove blow up in his face and still played. That man is nice. If I'm not mistaken, he had a real good game against us last time. I thought he was one of the ones that scored a touchdown on us, DK.
0: He has a real good game every time he plays everybody. That's just a really good football <laughs> player. But what's encouraging is that the Steelers might also have their tight end. Pat Friermuth telling everybody uh, that he's expecting, hoping, uh, to play Sunday, coming back off of that uh, that hamstring injury of his, and maybe that moan is the thing that forces everybody back to the middle of the field. I don't know.
1: It it, it should. I hope so. Anyway, DK. But real quick, David and Joko had four catches, four targets, and that big. Fumble, remember that? Oh, the fumble. That's the right. Big fumble in week two. Sure in the heck did man. But Pat, yes, being back this week, man. Hopefully, add some anxiety to what uh Cleveland has. But here's the thing: Cleveland's got a boatload of nickel line, I mean nickel uh uh secondary players, and also they got coverage linebackers. Pat's gonna have to be healthy the entire time. That's all I suggest. You coming back from an injury like that? First thing I'm doing, man, throw him the ball over the middle. I'm gonna chin check. Oh, yeah. Them. Yeah, I got to check them. You know, I'm DK.
0: Randy Wagner says, hey, Moan, does it really matter which of the two running backs gets the RB1 designation? They were nope. both announced as starters, by the way, uh, this past weekend. And that Mike Tomlin explained was because he felt Jalen Warren had
1: earned such status. Jalen has earned that, but does it matter? Absolutely not, okay, for this reason. Najee's been the starter the last two years anyway, and Jalen Warren's been almost more efficient, if not as efficient as he is. So, did it matter that Jalen was coming in off the bench as a non starter? No, he just gets more recognition now because of his hard work. Coach Tomlin and him now believe everything that Jalen Warren has done. That's all is really done for him because when it comes down to contracts, they're going to see check mark, check mark, check mark X, check mark X. None of that matters. The same way Matt Fowler started for one year or half a year and got paid, or Chris Hubbard. All of those things don't matter until the end of the year and you see their stat sheet.
0: Eric Shula says, hey, Moan, I've noticed George Pickens on the sideline for a large number of snaps. Is this a reflection on him or is it no concern? I can tell you that George's snap count hasn't varied much really for a while now. Uh, that, the question is, to what extent do they get him directly engaged in the passing game,
1: you know, throwing the ball? Yeah. And here's the thing too, Deion taking line up outside and so can George. It might be a conflict of position almost, and it might just be offensive set. You look at it also, Calvin lines up in the slot and other guys too. George, it's, it's almost malpractice that we have to ask this question because you should be able to find plays for him because to say that we couldn't find plays for Martavis, A.B. and doggone Emmanuel and all those guys, that's malpractice if if Matt Canada is not actively trying to get the ball out. But again, let's keep going back to that guy right there, Coach Tomlin calling out George Pickens. I mean, Kenny Pickett. There needs to be evolution on him too. Luke asks, "Hey Moan, do you
0: think that the current inside linebacker situation will sink the defense? No, It's just Landon Roberts and I guess Mark Robinson now.
1: I don't. I don't." think so, because DBs will be asked to play a part. If Minka's coming back this week, that also helps, too. Here's the thing. The linebacker position has been sunk ever since Shazir went down, if we can be honest with you, okay? Uh, uh, Until we get back to that level of play, let's pray Elandon doesn't get hurt, and let's also hope that this week, man, and this was my assessment of Mark Robinson playing defense for us this last week. I don't know if he wasn't ready, but he cannot get buried on, on blocks. He's got to get off. He's got to be able to see the run path. The way Cleveland will try to run the ball against us, he cannot match a block for block with their friggin' offensive line. If he's not that human missile DK, screw his coverage. We'll find somebody match up to play their tight ends, David and Joku or whoever else in coverage. If he can't do that one thing we know he do, see ball, hit ball, I don't want him out there. I'll throw
0: in one thing that concerns me about the coverage. Uh, and Landon Roberts is a, just a fireball of a player, but he's not that great in coverage. Uh, I've seen, heard, and read some people suggest, well, just bring Keanu Neal up. You know, you go with the three safety set Neal, he had the big play the other day, but Neal has not been great. Oh. Uh, and including in that regard. So what are you going to do? You, you might see, who knows, some kind of gimmick. You might see some people involved, uh, at that position or in that general area that you wouldn't have had before, whereas the head coach can just tell the defensive line, "Hey, you guys, you need to stop the run. Yeah, okay. You and Alandon can stop the run, but we're going to need this other linebacker position to be doing something else." Uh, and, Hannibal comes in with, "Go ahead, Mon."
1: And and before you go to uh, uh, Luke's or 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 James, is this though too? In a game like this where they know you got a backup quarterback, meaning Cleveland, if if he landed and, and if uh Mark Robin Robinson don't stop the run and make it a long day and force Dorian Thompson Robinson to throw the ball, DK. That's, that's flagrant on those dudes. They got to force him to throw the ball or scramble. I'd much rather live life watching him run side to side with Alex and TJ, chasing him, mm-hmm. than to watch them just methodically walk the ball down the field. Cannot happen this weekend. Hannibal comes in with a contribution. That's appreciated.
0: It says, hey, Moan and DK, I'm seeing reports from pseudo media, I guess, that Mike Tomlin said he started Jalen over Najee, were they both presented as starters or one over the other? Love the show, guys. No, he he did not start Jalen over Najee. In fact, Najee took the first snap of the game, if you want to get really down to what's a starting situation. Uh, There's no drama here. There's no meaning on the inside. I'm telling you, guys, I will be the first one to acknowledge when there's any kind of this or that going on about this, between these two running backs, within this offense, and within uh, counting this head coach and everybody else, this is a non thing of epic proportions. So I don't know what your pseudo media is or whatever, but you also have real media available I, I, to you.
1: I think it's also people outside the market saw him being uh, called out of the um, out of the tunnel for the start of the game. Let me let me g- give a story real quick, and I've told it before on how Coach Tomlin deals with drama amongst players. So we had a situation where a player who's still on the team right now uh, somehow was messing with another player's girlfriend. People found out about it. Word got around the building. That's not good. That's not good. Word got around the building. Word actually dropped over to the coaches. Coaches went up to that player and say, hey, is this true what you got going on? I guess he told him, yeah, but it, it was what it was. I wasn't trying to. He made that player go up to the other player after practice immediately and tell him, Hey, man, sorry about what's happening. I didn't realize that situation was what it was. And they deaded it. Nothing ever came. And you know, like I know, DK, you mess around with somebody's girl, then that's a real. That's problematic, even for the biggest, buffest dudes in the NFL, DK. Nobody wants that on him, and he made them dead it right then. So drama on who's starting and who's not starting, that just don't evolve in that building like that, man.
0: There's a – I'm going to try to be careful with this one. But there was an example in hockey a a handful of years ago of a guy who was playing for one team, and I'm not going to identify the team, and the other team knew – that this guy had messed with somebody's girlfriend, okay? They spent the entire three periods trying to just annihilate him. Really? It was just run after run after. They didn't care if they were going to win the game, lose the game, spend the whole night in the box. They were going to run him through a wall. I, you've never seen something like this. It was no, it was literally know hilarious, and like you it, knew it. it <laughs> You, there's, there's nothing else it could be. You tell me you're the professional yeah, athlete. Yeah, that's been my experience. The only thing that'll ever get somebody that mad, yeah, it's
1: your is just that. Lady. Yeah, and by the way, I'm gonna eliminate one name. I don't need this dude getting a bad rap. It was not Mason, okay, not even most unassuming person ever, man. You and that's the reason I said it. We had that situation, and Coach Tomlin got out in front of that and said, We can't allow this because we're talking about all that type of stuff. Who's starting? Who's doing what? We're not talking about football.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, start taking care of some business here. We got a whole bunch going on here.
1: They <laughs> do. They love story time right there. D-K. Well, yeah, right. Right.
0: <laughs> Nick Clemente comes in with a super sticker. Uh, Doug Meek is a six month member. Yeah, Levi yeah. Smith is a six month member. Uh, Josh Freeland comes in as a brand new member. Welcome. you, Josh. Josh, love to have that. Uh, we also have Jen coming in with a $20 contribution and all she wants to say is I just wanted to say thank you for the show. You guys make my day better. That's very nice. She comes in with orange too, to match your, uh,
1: to match your Vols
0: hoodie over there.
1: I need to put on something else other than that, man. Rochelle. I know. (laughs) What can we do for Rochelle? You guys need to think of (laughs) something that we can do every day for Rochelle. Rochelle. There
0: has to be like a special segment of the show that we dedicate to Rochelle. We Especially might name just, we don't have the three chefs anymore. It should just be the Rochelle
1: it the should Rochelle be.
0: segment. The whole segment is the Rochelle segment. We
1: might home. we might just title this one. Shout out to Rochelle. What you think, DK? we we'll do we gotta do something, man. Like I like it. Drink some meat, Rochelle whenever we get a chance to kick it. I right? just need you to know that. If you'd
0: like to become a member of this fine program, you can do so by going to DKPS.net slash join. That's not here. You have to type it up in your URL. It's all self-explanatory from there. If you want to take advantage of one of the gifts that have come in, make sure you have accept gifts set on your super chat. Uh, Demand comes in. Demand's always bringing it, by the way. Yes. What's up, Demond? Says, "Hey, Moan. Please tell me you've seen the all twenty-two of this past game because Broderick Jones clearly goes the wrong way on a play, but still manages to get someone blocked, and the running back still falls forward for a positive gain." <laughs> Please, Moan, take us through what that what that actually means, because
1: I can picture it. Hey, DeMond, this is what this is. This guy was trained the right way coming out of college. If you're going to mess up, mess up full speed. You're going to find somebody to hit. That's essentially what he did on that play, man. He's a guy that's too young, don't realize what the actual game is, and all he's going to do is give you 100% effort, say they're going to run for 200 yards, and find somebody to blast, man. De- DeMond, again, let's go back to this, the shaping up of this OL that we have right now, now that Chooks is out and the young fellas in at right tackle. You do realize now that you have a dog out there that's kind of setting the tone in these moments. If you notice that, Coach T took that little red laser and put it up in front of everybody and told them, this is, this is our standard moving forward. That goes to the running backs, man, on that one particular play, the rest of the O-line, and truthfully, it goes to that frigging quarterback. I, I got to get off this soapbox with, with Kenny, but it's got to go to him. If, if, if everything's coming together, DK, and it seems like it could. The receivers, do you worry about really? No, not really. Running backs really do their thing. The old lines had the stretch of two solid games so far. Dude, get Quarter- it together, Kenny.
0: Quarterback needs to throw it like it was August. Nick Walco says, hey, Moan. Speaking of Jones, what did he bring to this offensive line for all of them to play better, or is that really even related? His athleticism is off the charts, but is that enough to help the entire offensive line?
1: I got you right here. Let's see it. Dog. Oh, man. Jeez. Jeez. I, I won't ever say but that. But how does a,
0: that how does that impact though? But I, I think Nick's kind of okay. Fair point okay, here. I don't I don't have this answer. You you're the guy. Tell
1: us. Chooks has the same athleticism. He does. I think projects probably a little bit stronger, hold his ground a little bit better. But here's the thing that I told you guys over and over again: we weren't a bad offensive line when Marquise came into the building. But you know what he did? Added pressure to everybody in that room. He raised the level of play. I never forget, Coach Kugler, who was with us, said, you guys are here. This is head level, right? You guys are real good in the spring. And then he was like, that's fine. I love it. But Marquise is right here. Now, you guys be honest with yourselves, and and and, and I'll be honest with myself. Who, who, who kind of changed the mentality of what BMS was? Y'all remember Big Man Swag and everybody watching him being down the field. Everybody in that room, man, if you was right-minded, you gravitated towards that. And that's what I'm thinking he brings to that group is that level of saying, we, we we are this. We're all young enough. If we stick together, this is our way out. And I ain't saying that project's special or better than everybody else. It's just letting you know what good slash great really does look like. That's probably too early to call them good, great. But you know what I'm saying, though. There is a level of, um, of, of, of expectation now. I think they just kind of rolled the ball out the last couple of years, D.K., this group that they have. Oh, we'll get the job done. There's a level of strain that goes towards what the, the the mindset of an O-line is. When you look at Philly's O-line, probably the best O-line in the league, there's a level of strain to the stuff they're doing. Why can't anybody else do that tush push the way they do? Every single play oh. they're straining, man. Them plays ain't just being made because they got hell of a, you know, athletes and stuff like that. You got to actually work. That's the separation right there. People don't understand you got to give a doggone to be in that position. And I will say this. I think that group just rolled the ball out a little bit. Mason Cole, new deal, fat and happy. James Daniel, new deal, fat and happy. Chooks of new deal, fat and happy. uh, I mean, then you got Dan Moore on the other side and Kevin Dotson just trying to figure it out. That's three to two right there. Those dudes are probably just rolling the ball out. You can't have that. I'm such a nerd, Moan. We're going to get you there. I swear. I swear we're going to get you there. What if we switched laptops? You might still just put DOG on there (laughs) Well, I told you, man. Alexander Manning
0: says, Ken Dorsey, number one in scoring offense in 22, number four in 23, but we know the team won't make that move. When will this organization prioritize winning over loyalty?
1: They're also five and five and paid a quarter of a billion dollars to a quarterback that's supposed to save him. They he mm-hmm. was a fall guy, Alex. I'm sorry to tell you that offense still pumps. Okay. You look at Josh Allen's stat line. That ain't no a quarter of a billion dollar quarterback play right there. I'm sorry. Ken Dorsey was a fall guy.
0: Yeah, that's that's um that was quite the move. But then you know what? The Bills are just not at all there anymore you know and they've still got some of that talent there not all of it that they've had in their better years but they've got some of it there and some of the more important parts and they're just not getting it done there's nobody who didn't think buffalo was going to be a top team in the afc this year
1: i thought they were Mm -hmm. i thought you know who's leading the nfl in interceptions josh allen no
0: he isn't really josh allen
1: Wow, did not know that. I saw it this morning. We were talking about him on my morning show. 11 DK, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. His completion rates is good, but watch Josh Allen play. That's more on him. The players outlast the coach, remember that.
0: And the reporters outlast everybody, but that's another subject. (laughs) Jay Freeman says, with a $20 contribution, first off, thanks for that. Uh, he says, I like Kenny, but you guys are right. Do you guys think that Kenny has what it takes to show up in this game, or is there something restraining him? I, I want to take a crack at this one, Moan. Please to, do. Go ahead. To get it started. I, does he have what it takes is the question that seems to be the most prevalent right now. Okay, meaning did everything that we see that was good, was that an illusion? Uh, is it even in there? Is it just a slump? Is it a crisis in confidence? What is it? Okay, I'm going to sound stupid when I say this because we haven't seen it in a while. I have seen Kenny throw with touch. I have seen Kenny throw with accuracy. I've seen Kenny throw deep and mean it. I've seen Kenny hold his pocket. I've seen Kenny roll out of his pocket to both sides and mean it as opposed to fleeing. I've seen Kenny go through his checks instead of just looking for Jalen Warren off to the left. Okay. These eyes have seen that your eyes have seen that. Where is it? Where does it come from? Because the rest of the offense legitimately has improved around him. So when is he going to come along, Moan?
1: If he don't DK, he's out. It's that simple. And then, well, because it's, I knew when I could start to unleash a little bit more as a player. I did. Whether that be in practice, training camp, man, I'll be all right. Coach, cool. He know where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, or any, any little thing like that. Like, man, Coach, I know you want me to do your technique, but mine actually works better for me. Kenny ain't there, and I don't know why. Uh, but I'm here to just tell y'all, when the head coach kind of calls you out on wanting more from you, that sounds like a you problem.
0: He's not talking about ribs either, by the way. I see people still bringing up the ribs, and I did that for a while, but I'm not doing that three weeks out. No,
1: you, know? you can't do that. And here's the thing, too. We're, we're all looking to, to figure out in this era of NFL where they've been paid over $300 million and stuff like that or close to it, what does, um, what does it look like? Brock Purdy is it. Is he special, DK? Not really, right? But he is. Josh Dobbs looks to be from Minnesota. It. Right? Like, you never know what it looks like. Kenny just got to go be a ball player.
0: And it, it's going to take – It's. I don't think it's going to be one magical weekend. Let's put it that way. For anybody who's waiting for the 180-degree turnaround, that's not how these things go.
1: Stroud you, is it too, yeah.
0: You, you, you've you got to hit bottom. And and maybe he's done that, but when you hit bottom, you have what the uh, the financial people refer to as the dead cat bounce. Isn't that awful?
1: that's terrible
0: but that's actually yeah. the thing that's a wall street term yeah where like the stock drops like crazy yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, i'm getting me started right there. I'm
0: sorry if you like cats this was not the episode for you <laughs> brian wants to know with a contribution why do you think josh dobbs has bounced around so much is it a practice thing with him he's clearly a competent starter
1: Oh, and tell him, he was a pretty good practice player. He was pretty good practice player for us, yeah. man. He was. Uh, he does have his moments where when the lights do pop on, Josh turns into Astro Boy after that. He goes from Joshua to Astro Boy. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too. He's probably playing with no baggage on him. Look where he started at. He went from Pittsburgh to Jacksonville, Jacksonville to Cleveland, Cleveland to Tennessee, back to Cleveland, to Arizona when he told he was told he wasn't gonna get traded the next morning. Immediately got a call from his agent and said, Hey, you've been traded to Minnesota. He's playing like he's with house money. Um, why do I think it practice can be a part of it, but some people just got to get in the stadium. And who was Josh behind the few years he was in Pittsburgh? Uh right. Ben uh Oh, yeah.
0: Well, he wasn't gonna play it. Yeah, he wasn't there gonna play. There were times though, in saying. fairness, there were times where Mike Tomlin remember when he would have Josh Dobbs involved. In some of those runs, like they yeah. were set runs, and he would actually switch out mm-hmm. something. So it's not like they didn't know that he could do certain things, but he, to his inestimable credit, has really put it together here. Papa Ray comes in with 20 bucks because I'm going to guess he missed the first yes. declaration. Papa Ray
1: for you, my brethren. It's hump day all day, okay? As DK sips the thug jug. That's much better here. Hovain says, yo, Moan, you should have been in my frat. An alpha? Nah, a- Athia, man. Afia, it says. Ooh, they're going to be mad at you, Hovain. I should screenshot this and send this out to your frat. Come on, man. Nah, nah, I can't mess with the apes, man. I'm over here with KA K-A-Side to the day I die, baby. Nick says
0: here that you're going off. And then he says, let's I go. I was raging
1: for a little dog. bit. I was. I was. No, DK is dog. <laughs> dog, man. What are you talking about, dog? Uh,
0: uh, we're going to take just a couple more today. we have a extended- few come through.
1: They're still coming through, DK.
0: Extended episode of the Ramon Foster Show. Uh, Alex comes back with Kenny's QB rating for 2023 is 36.3. Okay. He needs a fire lit like Dan Moorhead. Uh, go get Willis for a fifth arguably a better prospect meaning Malik than he was now in the draft. I'm not sure where you're seeing that
1: but no. Oh. No, you don't fall to the third round for no reason. I'll be honest, with you. my quick uh summary of of Will I mean of uh Malik Willis is he was disenfranchised in college his coach was telling him where to go with the ball because of that. He's had a slow development of understanding NFL offenses. I ain't saying he's dumb. I can't say he doesn't know offenses. But he was two steps behind every quarterback coming out that year as far as processing. He was the best athlete at Liberty, so they handed him the ball and just told him, go make plays. Hey, the ball is going to be here on the 10-yard slant. Throw it to him right here. That's what I was told um, from people around the draft. That's what Hugh Freeze did to him while he was at Liberty. Uh, so, no, he's not yet not a better prospect. Uh,
0: our, our last question for the day goes to Evan, who asks, Hey, Moan, I'm not giving up on Kenny at all. I love how everybody's prefacing these questions here. Not to Barry Kenny, not giving up on Kenny, but uh, no disrespect to Kenny. And then, of <laughs> course, the question proceeds to do exactly that. Uh, I'm not giving up on Kenny at all, but if he does nothing this year, would you consider Kirk Cousins for a one-year deal, or would, you, in general, whether it's Cousins or somebody else, Mo? Do you think that that's the route the Steelers would have to take with TJ in his prime and Cam, you know, getting up there? Uh, you know that you can't go through another three-year
1: cycle. Uh, you you gotta have the um, the Andy Dalton rehab quarterback as a backup, probably. You do. Um, there will be some guys out there. Kirk Cousins will be out there, but he's very starter strong behind him. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be in that conversation. Um, There's a few guys around, even Andy Dalton again. There's a lot of guys that's going to have to be in that role. Do you go get them? It's a matter of how you feel about Mr. Trubisky. It's a matter of how that room in general is and what's going to be the price of those dudes. Y'all got to think Kirk Cousins had nothing but guaranteed money. I doubt he comes in for a $3 million backup deal. Frank Rice points
0: out that the 110th Great Cup will be contested this weekend. Uh, all I know about the Great Cup is that I got a great text from a friend of mine in Manitoba that and, that pointed out that this is now the fourth straight time that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be in wow. it. I have no idea who they're playing, and I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I just know that I'm pulling for all of my many friends in Winnipeg. To pull off another great cup. Moan, one thing I seriously love is how much Canada loves football. Everyone thinks of Canada and hockey, Canada and hockey, and they should, okay? But they love their football up there. And I don't just mean CFL. For, and I know all you Canadians who are watching this show right now are thinking, this is, he's not just talking about the CFL. They will obsess over the National Football League when Sundays come around.
1: No doubt. And that's that's funny, too. When you said Canada, I thought you were talking about Matt. Matt. Uh, Stephen brought Uh, (laughs) this up too, man. Uh, my bad, but he says, remember Boswell struggled? Yeah. You know how hard it is to find really good kickers though, too? I don't even know if we can contextualize Kenny struggling. It ain't that like Bos was actually missing kicks and had some real stuff going on. Kenny seems to just be play There's a difference between the two.
0: Warren moon was a member of the Edmonton Eskimos before he, he went to Houston and became, I mean, one of the great quarterbacks of his generation. Uh, and the, the matchup is Jordan points out here, and I had heard this. It was, it's it's the Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, the players up there moan are so passionate too. They don't sit there and they don't like regret that they didn't make it to the NFL or wish that they were on a practice squad. Yeah. They go there and they sell out. Do they? It is it is moan. It's it is beautiful. The passion. I've seen the scenes from when the Blue Bombers have won their Grey Cups. The parades. It's it's the big league up there. It's a
1: big thing. It, yeah. It, it's,
0: it's, no, it is not. It's not like they're not the minor league. Yeah. They're, they don't see themselves. It's just another league. And, and you know what? They've had their trophy twice as long as the United States has it has yeah. uh,
1: has had the Super Bowl trophy. You know what's funny? I actually did some Pittsburgh hits for I think it's CSN up in Canada. Mm-hmm. I actually, and they were very knowledgeable it's,
0: it's, on the- it's. It's TSN.
1: TSN. TSN. Yeah, yeah
0: man. Uh, they oh no, they know. They're, they're, yeah, and I'm and you're talking about the NFL here.
1: Yeah, and they were yeah. it was a uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore week. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. And all that's what over. they wanted to
0: talk about. That's I, I'm up there. I'm I'm on with those guys all the time, and they'll call and they'll say it's about Steelers, and I'm like,
1: oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trip me out, DK. It really did. That had me flabbergasted right there, man.
0: Very nice. Oh. All right, let's check on business one more time before we uh, sign off. Minka,
1: by the way, we
0: know anything? Minka's setting up. Minka's setting gonna, up. It may, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's looking good. You know how that goes, Moan. He has to practice on X day. He <laughs> yeah. has to practice on X day, you know? You know why I believe Minka's going to play?
1: Why? Because he's... Uh, a dog. <laughs> GK, we, gotta get, we gotta tighten you up, man. We gotta hit autocorrect with you, dog. Uh, you know what somebody brought up to me too? It's very interesting. Uh, uh we never did get the true um the true summary of what happened to uh uh, uh Nick Chubb. At he first second, it was a total had, knee and then no, it was he had like, a well, second
0: surgery. He just had he, a second surgery. I
1: missed all that news, man. Yeah, and, I, and I brought yeah. it up just simply because man, that's he's why he's
0: very, you know, he's very done. Okay. This year. okay, yeah, okay. It, it, every, everything about Nick Chubb is aimed at 2024, but that's where they're confident that they're hopeful that he'll be back.
1: Okay. All right. Gotcha.
0: We'll come right back guys. Yeah, we have, uh, we're getting all,
1: I'm getting all kinds of peer pressure here. I don't know. <laughs> <peer pressure. laughs> got to, DK. They they said, what's up, barber? Felt like we ain't seen you in a little while, man.
0: Yeah, when the barber comes in a little late because he's got, he, he's got work to do. And then that, this is when his shift ends. He's actually a barber. This is not like some gag. Yeah. He, he stops over at our place sometimes
1: when he's uh, done. Randy asks a good question as we talk about Minka. How do you tr- how to treat a hamstring? Only rest, yes. Only rest. Mm-hmm. Can't really stretch it. Stretching aggravates it. Um, and doing it doesn't, doesn't want to
0: be stretched anymore. No, rest,
1: <laughs> therapy, rehab. If you can do some uh, extra stuff to it, um, but yeah, rest is going to be the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's it's going to be a fun weekend. I, I don't think the, the lack of uh, a Cleveland quarterback is going to take away from that. I still think you're going to see an AFC North slop fest that is defined by the defenses and by the running game. And let's remember one thing, that when Chubb went down in that matchup in Pittsburgh, Browns didn't exactly struggle to run.
1: No, they did not.
0: Okay? They, they weren't like, oh, no, what do we do now? They just kept doing it. And they had people who could do it. I don't remember the name of the dude. Uh, the
1: backup back. had a um, 62 yard run. Yeah, he had that 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 busted uh, backside. Sure did. I'm about to pull it up for you right now. Did Jerome Ford? Mm-hmm. Yeah, had the 69 yarder. And also yeah. killed us in a passing game, too. So he had three receptions with 25 yards and a touchdown. He absolutely obliterated us, dude. Toddie
0: says that basketball was invented in Canada. I, I don't know about that. I thought that was a
1: it was like James Northeast. Naismith. Yeah, yeah. Was
0: somewhere up there. Same like baseball too. The same thing. The Abner Doubleday up there in upstate New York or whatever. Uh, but remember too that there are Russians who claim that they invented. Uh, the Russians claim that they invented ice hockey. Canadians really hate when they say that. Ooh. You know who? In, you know who invented uh, football? Moan football? Yeah professional football anyway no that that happened right here in the city of pittsburgh
1: did it really
0: yeah invented professional started professional football you know where the first ever professional hockey team was uh canada city of pittsburgh city of pittsburgh true story
1: yeah sounds like we're america's team hey hey by the way two (laughs) things real quick dk before we sign off man Grayson, hey, hey, hey. By the way, Russians created skinny dipping with vodka. That sound, sounds like a good time, okay? It does sound like a good time, DK. Let's not act like that doesn't sound like a good time, all right? Uh, but Grayson, man, this – if you are worried about – we have him for you. If you need a hug, this ain't the place for that. Like, we understand that stuff can be stacked against us, but I'll gladly ship this to you, Gray, Come on, Grayson. This ain't the point. Don't do that. that. What
0: is that? How many days before the game, and you're oh. already worried? Do you know what what that is? By the way, that's a defense mechanism. Okay, yeah. that's saying, you know, I know we're going to lose, so I don't. I, I'm not going to allow myself to invest <laughs> emotionally because I'm beginning with the default position that my team is going to lose. So anything that happens beyond that is just a pleasant surprise.
1: God, that's that's all I'm talking. And who was it? Chris Fieldings. You're right. I need to go to the Hans Museum. I've gone past it numerous times going to the strip district. I got to go there. You're right.
0: Oh, yeah. You'll love it. I mean, half of it, like 40 percent of it is just sports.
1: Yeah. And, and some it? Of the, oh, yeah. I okay. mean, it,
0: it's actually it breaks off in kind of like a, a vertical half where you go yeah. into the sports. The sports museum is, is like its own thing within that.
1: Yeah. No, Look, doubt. they
0: know how to they know how to get people in there
1: they okay for sure <laughs> let's put it that
0: way no
1: doubt dk uh and by the way we we supposed to have been having a real good topic today which is even better because um they they have a really good wide receiver uh in cleveland amari cooper right dk mm-hmm. and we got to talk about this guy you remember i wrote this down for us oh you day. did that's tomorrow jpj i haven't saved joy porter jr will be the topic of conversation which is fitting because the way we worked our practices, Thursdays is the big pass day and red zone day. So it's mm-hmm. even better. Thanks yet again to the extraordinary
0: uh, count on contributions. It would, uh, it, it, it's amazing the way the way people are coming in, whether it's 99 cents from Hovain or Rochelle coming in no. with a $50 contribution. But understand, this was separate. There was a fifty dollar contribution. There was also fifty dollars in gift subscriptions. Thank you, (laughs) Roscoe. Yeah, this is uh, this is this. It's an amazing community here in in ensuring the long term future of this fine program. Mm -hmm. We're at an hour. That's when the ding. We are the (laughs) the ding ding ding. (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
1: Let's do it again tomorrow, guys. These good people. We'll be back.